0: And then just remembering that you have to start at the baby steps and say, whatever my big vision is, I can't get from here to the top of the vision without taking those baby steps along the way. And maybe I don't know what those baby steps are going to be, but I guarantee they'll show up when when it's time to take them and I'll just be willing to take them. And that, again, it's scary. Welcome to Finding Your
1: Fears podcast sharing lessons and stories about creating the life and business you deserve. With me, your fierce guide, Carolyn Colleen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Fierce. I'm so excited to have my friend, Joanne Bolt, here today to share some of her stories on finding her fierce and how she's navigated some of those things and where she is today. Joanne, thank you for
0: being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this.
1: Ah, I just, I adore you, your energy. The first time we met, we met through a friend and we hopped in a call and I'm like, oh, look at her. She's gorgeous. She's bold. She's beautiful. And she's a fierce mama. (laughs) <laughs> and, a business I try. and we just got jamming and talking and like just straight to you're authentic and you're real you speak to me and so thank you thank you for your energy thank you for being here and I just think you're awesome
0: oh man I we could stop right now because you just filled my bucket <laughs> and filled my cup so full today so thank you yes 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 and that's why I'm so
1: excited to have you here to share a bit of your fears and finding your fears within your journey. The neatest thing when we talk about finding your fears is we're continually finding our fears. We're continually making our light even brighter and forging the way for other women to do the same. And so I enjoy just listening to you and hearing your insights and what you have evolved from each and every time you come to a pause. I would love for you to share with our audience, who is Joanne Bolt.
0: Oh, you know, I just did a podcast episode on my podcast last week that said, who am I really? Because it's a question that has been deep in my heart for a while now, as I've gotten older and journeyed through this thing we call life and being an entrepreneur, really it was time for me to step back and look at myself and say, okay, I've been doing this, but do I want to? Does it fill me with joy? Does it bring me passion? Does it make me actually want to cut my computer on every single day and just go forward? And I had to really take that moment in myself and say, no, it doesn't. But XYZ podcasting and teaching women and being a light for that fills my joy and that fills my cup. And then I had to take that moment and say, am I willing to step out of my comfort zone and into what everyone has come to know of me and expecting of me and make a shift? And is it okay to do that? And so the who am I really is I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm a podcaster and I'm a digital entrepreneur and I'm a real estate agent and I wear so many hats. It's kind of like changing your outfit every day and you give yourself permission to put the hat on the day. Of which one is going to speak to you most. And that's okay to do as females. I think we don't embrace that enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love how you shared putting on different hats because that's what we do. And we're like when we're embodying our feminine energy, we can do all the things and we can do it beautifully and with grace. And having that option, I love the way you flipped it because so many times i found in conversation, that probably really resonates with you too. When you're working with women, it's more like, oh, I'm so busy. I have so many things to do. And I like to challenge that concept of, well, maybe it's more so I have so many opportunities Mm. and flipping the language about around it. And then like you said, choosing and saying, yeah, I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a podcaster. I have this digital presence and like you said I really appreciate the most is I get to choose. And I would love to hear for you you have emerged into this definition of self what's the foundation of you getting there? Like what are some examples of maybe where you've had say so you know what I don't know I don't know who I am or I have to reevaluate something <laughs> what am I doing? And uh <laughs> an example of where you've kind of been at a crossroads and had to make a decision and come emerge from that in order to get to where you are.
0: So I have been a real estate agent for a little bit over 20 years. And during that time, I haven't worked with clients in quite a while. I ran a huge team at Keller Williams Realty. And then we moved it over to eXp Realty, which is where we currently hang our licenses. And Somewhere along the way, in the last few years, I really just felt like this is not me anymore. I don't actually find joy in showing homes. I don't actually find joy in teaching agents how to do a listing presentation. And maybe it's because it came so second nature to me. Or maybe it's just I taught it so many times. Or who knows? Maybe it was just God's calling and saying, girl, this is just not where you're meant to be. So I started into the coaching and podcasting world to educate women in real estate on how to run a business. Because somewhere along the line, someone told me, you're a good educator, you're a good teacher, and you're a good real estate agent. And I did not... And shame on me. I didn't look up and say, but what else am I good at? Mm. And so I thought, well, if I want to not really run a team anymore in real estate, then the only option for me is to do something around real estate and the skill sets I was told that I was good at and I started that journey into the who I am right now and it's been really interesting my husband actually said the other day you finally are happy again because in the last six months I also looked up and said the more and more I get into teaching women how to be entrepreneurs the more and more I've actually tipped away from real estate mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize I was doing it you know I was no longer talking about how to prepare a great, home for staging to sell it. And I was talking more about how to actually have a social media presence that doesn't offend your audience. It doesn't (laughs) repel them from you. And I was talking more little strategies, like how to actually set up an email sequence where people will open it and read it instead of hit delete or unsubscribe. Mm. And it's those little things that I think no one really teaches well in entrepreneurship world. There's no model and there's no manuscript and there's no book you can read to just go from broke To not broke. I mean, there's just, oh my God, if there was one, like someone please send it to me now because I haven't found it. No,
1: there's not. I mean, there are false promises, but actual like, okay, this is what you do. And this is for real. And that's what I love about you is you're real. Like, here's what it is. Do that. (laughs)
0: And there's pieces of it that aren't sexy and aren't fun and they still have to be done. But I think the best thing about it that I have figured out along the way is... And it's one thing I didn't even realize I had learned as a real estate agent, but there's not one way to do real estate. There's not one way to be a successful agent. There's not one way to be a successful entrepreneur either and run your business, your coaching business, your book sales, your digital court, your online, whatever it is you're doing No one else can actually say, do it this way because you have to infuse your own flavor and you have to do it in a way that makes you happy and makes you find joy. And when that finally clicked for me, I was like, you know what I really love to do? I love to put women behind a microphone and I love to put them on podcasts and I love to share their message with the world because someone needs to hear it. And it may not be me and it may not be you, but someone needs to hear it from you in your voice, in your cadence, how you built your business, what the struggles you've been through, where you are now. They need me to connect them to you. And so for me, walking into the female podcasting world and putting together a community of women podcasters to give them the resources they need to not be lonely behind the mic, to actually make money off this podcasting thing, to actually utilize a podcast, to grow another piece of their business. It's so fun. It's so fun. But my fierce moment was being okay with myself to say, I'm no longer a real estate agent. That was a crutch I kept because I was successful at it. And I felt like if I shifted out of it, my audience wouldn't come with me. And the truth is, the ones that needed to come with me are coming. And the ones that I've outgrown or they've outgrown me in the real estate realm, they didn't come. And I had to be okay with that. And that's scary.
1: Yeah, I want to know more about and when you're emerging into. So what I hear you saying is something that I talk about in practice, and I love to hear how you do it in stepping into your new reality. You are very real, and I would consider you a realist because you're in that space of like this is how it is. It's not easy. I'm gonna tell you straight up, and it you know might be really fun. And I would love for you to share. In that space, when you are emerging, you're emerging and you're stepping into your new reality, like this is who I am. I feel that there's many women that can resonate with this is, hey, you know, I'm a nurse. I'm a real estate agent. And they get into this language of who they are, but associated to something that they've kind of always known. Like when you're emerging into that new reality of what you are and what you stand for, What did that feel like? And how did you navigate your way out to this new reality, this new self, this new Joanne? Where did you start? And what was that process? What did it feel like? What did it look like? And what did you do?
0: For me, the first thing I did was have that conversation with myself that I love everyone in the real estate community. I do. They're wonderful people, but I'm not in love with the conversations any longer. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go find the people who lit me up and made me challenged. And it was a whole new world. There's people now that I'm DMing or I've been to a masterclass and I opened myself up to possibilities in a masterclass. I've never done one of those before. I decided to put myself in a room with women that maybe what they were doing wasn't what I wanted to do or it wasn't what I thought I wanted to do, but it wasn't what I used to do. Mm -hmm. And so I gave myself six or seven months to just say, I have no idea what I really want to do, but I know that this isn't it. The first thing I did was probably join that mastermind. And then I started listening to other women who were all in the entrepreneurial space, who were community builders, who were authors, who were doing all kinds of things. And I looked around and thought, oh, now I have found mentors and women going through what I'm going through right now. My husband at one point did call it a mini midlife crisis. (laughs) I called it a career crisis. And I said, well, the good news when we as women have a career midlife crisis, I'm not having an affair and I'm not buying a Corvette at $90,000. Right, so congratulations. In. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> right across the country to find the space I needed to be in to grow. Mm-hmm. I had to also walk away from the real estate business and be okay with saying, I'm no longer going to take clients. I'm no longer going to take speaking gigs where I teach about real estate for the next six months. I'm going to walk away from that industry and see if I miss it Mm -hmm. because if I really missed it, I knew I could come back into it, Right. but I couldn't separate myself from it and figure out what the next version of me was. If I stayed with one foot in it, Uh I'm kind of an all or nothing. I just believe you have to jump off the ledge. And trust that your parachute is going to open. And it may open at 10,000 feet or it may open at 20,000 feet. And you're not really sure, but it will open before you land. And that's the good news. And so I just took a leap of faith in me that I was going to figure this out and Gave myself permission that for maybe a year and a half, people would look at me and be like, what the hell is she doing? She keeps doing all (laughs) kinds of different stuff. And that I would probably get criticized for that. And that's okay. Because it's part of the journey and figuring out like, where am I going to be happy for the next 15 years? What do I really want to do.
1: Yes. Oh, so many things. So many nuggets within that in the practice of trying something new so that you can spark that ferocity so you can light it up. And putting yourself in a room that's uncomfortable. You come from being an expert in your field. Yeah, you're to walking into a field after. where I
0: don't know anything.
1: Exactly. And how scary, but also exciting. Like you said, I'm just going to jump in and hope my parachute lands. That is something that is unique to an entrepreneurial woman. When we're merging into that feeling, like when I describe it, I feel like I'm a toddler. And oh, I'm putting yeah. myself in a room, like my legs are, you know, a little wobbly But it's remembering how you've done it before and applying that ability to something new and saying, yeah, you know, I'm not the expert, but I've done this. I've done this before. Remembering what was in order to be where you are so that something new can emerge.
0: And I think that being really honest with yourself and with your audience that I'm on a journey and this is where I am and I'm not sure where we're going to land. You know, here's the vision-ish. Come with me or not. Mm -hmm. I hope you do. But if you don't, I love you anyway. And not pretending to already be here when you know you're here. Yes. You know, like just being honest and saying, listen, I'm kind of like, we're at ground zero here, but this is what I think I need. And this is what I think you need. You want to come along Mm -hmm. and they will. The ones that need it will. Mm -hmm. And then just remembering that you have to start at the baby steps and say, whatever my big vision is, I can't get from here to the top of the vision without taking those baby steps along the way. And maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know what those baby steps are going to be, but I guarantee they'll show up when they're, when it's time to take them and I'll just be willing to take them. And that again, it's scary, Mm -hmm. but it's also fun. And when the fun comes back in, you're far more likely to be successful at what you're doing because you enjoy the challenge or you enjoy the mundane, you enjoy what you're doing. And so Mm -hmm. it shows up, it shows up. And that's
1: powerful because, Every three years, actually, we go through what was called a midlife crisis. We are supposed to evolve every three years and do something different. Once we get into that fifth year of doing the exact same thing, we get a little itchy. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty normal. I wouldn't like to say the word normal. I would say that's just part of our human journey. And so uh, (laughs) I appreciate what you said about your hobby. And yeah, we should be doing these continuous like, oh, that's exciting. I'm going to add this to this to what I'm doing and I'm going to explore that and try something different. Maybe I might start skateboarding, try something new and challenging your neural connections in order to get excited about something. The cool thing that I really want to drive home with what you've shared is you figured out how to be an expert and now you're shifting the market and showing up and emerging that expert mentality into the new space you're in. Yeah. So of course, you're going to continually one, Stay real to who you are, to stay real to the people that you serve. And that speaks so powerfully because women, women, people, humans in general, but women specifically and me, like I want to work with somebody who's real. Like you said, you're not coming out saying, oh, well, you know, I know any everything. Nobody relates to that anyway.
0: No, it's not real. And you know what? Nobody wants to be around that person. Honestly, I listen to a lot of podcasters and they talk about things. And I find that I quit listening to them after a while because I'm like, you are so unapproachable to me. You're so at a level I never perceived myself being at or what you're doing. Like you just come across as not someone I'm going to sit down and have a glass of wine with. And so I quit listening to them and I'm a firm believer in doing unto others what you want done unto you. And so in every aspect of my business is through the lens of would I listen to this? Would this work for me? Would this, you know, repel me? Would it offend me? Would it make me open that email? Would it make me listen to that? What is it about this that I either like or don't like? And I embody that in my business. And I'm building a world right now that I didn't have when I got into podcasting and wanted.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm going to do it in a way that appeals to me. <laughs> well, yeah. I
1: mean, there's just so much noise out there. And for women entrepreneurs and for women who are entrepreneurs within an organization or entrepreneurs on their own, this applies to both. What would be an example of someone who would really, oh, I need, I need to seek out Joanne. What would be your ideal person that you would work with and that would get you most excited to help on her journey?
0: Oh my gosh. I love that question. It is the woman who has realized that her voice matters and she understands that getting behind a mic is not scary. And she understands the power of the podcast. And what I mean by that is I don't have to host a podcast. I could be starting a business. One of my favorite examples, there's a group called Sparkle Hustle Grow. And I discovered them a while back. They literally have a subscription box business where every month, They send female entrepreneurs books to read. Last month, I got my box and it has like a bookmark and fun stickers and a 30-day mindset worksheet and a workbook to go along with the book. And the book of the month was Radical Confidence by Lisa Bilyeu. Well, I've never heard of this chick before. But I got the book in my subscription box from Sparkle Hustle Grow. And the woman who founded that business saw a need because she was always in Target and buying little doodads to make her work desk just a happier place to be. She started the subscription box. Well, she is someone who could, she doesn't need to host a podcast. That's fine. But she understands the power of getting on other people and reaching their audience to talk about the subscription box Mm -hmm. and why she founded it because it will give someone else the inspiration to do the same. It will give someone else the encouragement that they could do that too. Mm -hmm. It will empower someone else to look up and go, A, I want the box and B, oh my God, maybe I could write the book that goes in her box. And so our voices and our messages are so critical to the world out there. And we silence them so often because we sit back as women and we're like, Oh, I'm just this, or I'm just that, or nobody cares about, or nobody needs to hear about. And so the perfect ideal woman in my world is the one who kind of raises her hand and goes, I either know I want a podcast and I need you to help me grow it, or I know I have a business and I need you to help me grow it by being on someone's podcast, or I have no idea who I want to be in the next version of me, Mm. but I need this community of powerful women to help me figure out all the options. Yes. Because we don't know all the options.
1: Yes. And that's, oh, <sighs> I love that. I just, my heart smiles when I hear that because I feel that there's so many women who need that. Being in this space, you know, my kids are 13 and 10. Yeah. And then the i my 15 and a 13 grown. year old. Yeah. And you get into this space of, mm hmm, I'm on the second half here. What am I going to do? And who am I?
0: And just getting that
1: spark.
0: Honestly, right? I think one of my biggest fears was I'm 44. Mm hmm and i listen to these other entrepreneurs and they're like you're seeing me at year 10 and this is what i accomplished over 15 years and i'm thinking i don't have 10 and 15 years I'm 44 and I could work until I'm 60, but I have no intentions of that. So the fear for me was, can I really shift out of what I was doing, build what I want to build and bring into this world and do it fast enough and do it okay? Because I'm not 28 anymore. I'm not 30 I'm 44. That is another message that the ideal woman who comes to me can learn is that, yeah, it's really just not too late. It's not.
1: It's not. No. And that gives so much inspiration and so much hope. And you are truly, it sounds like you are helping women find their fears Mm -hmm. and elevate that voice and that voice that's inside that needs to be heard so that another woman can do the same. You're creating that bridge. You're creating that tool. You are sharing with them that opportunity to maybe for the first time be able to declare and
0: find their fears. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Girl, yeah. Ooh, let's yes. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with our audience today and sharing all of your goodies, all of I'm your wisdom. On the just network.
0: so excited to be behind your microphone and reach your audience because that is just what my mission is.
1: Yes. And that the ladies that follow Finding Your Fierce and Fierce Academy and in Fierce Network and Fierce Foundation, this is a message that's going to resonate. Uh, Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And here, as we're coming to the end of our discussion, although we can talk all day, (laughs) I would love to just jam all day. Every podcast guest, I ask this question and it's related to five minutes at a time. So when we are in our space of finding our fears and doing it just five minutes at a time, the question I ask is all of us, Have 24 hours in the day, but what if we had 24 hours and five minutes? Just that extra five minutes gifted, because we pack up those days a lot, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we we get to there and we're like, ah, if only I had just a little bit more time. Well, what if we were gifted five more minutes? What
0: would you do with that extra five minutes? I would read. Mm. I would read like fiction. Mm -hmm. I used to be the biggest reader. I mean, I grew up. Babysitter's Club book was my jam. <laughs> I I don't even know how many of those books as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. I had them stacked from floor to ceiling in my bedroom. I had the Sleepover Twins. I had Nancy, Drew, like every book series I could find. And then mm-hmm. in my 20s, I moved into things like James Patterson. Like I am a voracious reader. And I still to this day read a lot, but I'm mainly reading more inspiration books or business books or other like radical confidence that I just told you, about. I'm going to read that one. And it has nothing to do with just sitting down with like Bridgerton, the series and reading <laughs> Bridgerton. you know, if I had an extra five minutes a day, I totally would curl up with my glass of wine and I would just read junk. I really would. I would read <laughs> I would go back through the Harry Potter books, I'd read The Hunger, like you hand me a book and I'm going to read because I love to live in other people's worlds, even if they're fictional
1: and how fun. It's a fun journey. I have some of the books that I read, I just go into a whole cool journey,
0: a whole new so world fun. and you get mm-hmm. to like find them. and I listen to a lot of stuff on Audible, but there's just something about turning the pages of the book that I just adore. I mean, honestly set me loose in a Barnes and Noble. And I am a happy camper for an hour. I will walk through that store and just smell the smells and look at all the fun covers of the book. Like I'm such a nerd. And (laughs) so if I had an extra five minutes a day, I think I would just allow myself that opportunity to read the junk books. I know those authors are like, she just called my book junk. That's not no. what I mean, but you know, like the ones <laughs> that really aren't going to grow my business or my personal, like just give me access into a world that I'll never live in. I'm like, that's cool. I just get yeah. to be in that world for a little while for a couple of pages. Just for fun. I yep. love that. Just for fun. Thank you.
1: So five minutes of reading.
0: Yes, yes, yes. With well, wine. Thank you. With wine. Is, why wouldn't you have a Cabernet in hand? Yeah, so
1: why not? To read yeah. the book. And just chill. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all of your insights, your heart, your wisdom, your energy. I appreciate you. And everyone listening, thank you for listening in and tune in to our next episode, which we will have another fierce woman sharing, Finding Your fears. Thank you again. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Finding Your Fears podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button so you get notified every time a new episode releases. Please share this episode with someone who might want a little more Sears in their life. And for more information about how we can work together, go to CarolynColeen.com. Talk to you soon.